In the black and white days of the past, you get the feeling that cars, particularly expensive Italian cars, were designed primarily with aesthetics in mind. Glamour was the goal. Sure, slippery was seductive, but the demands of drag didn't define the design. Beauty was beaten into the bodies until elegance emerged. They were timeless. Nowadays, numbers seem to be necessary. Aesthetics must defer to the detailed demands of aerodynamics and cars can look overly complicated and fussy as a result. This, however, seems to buck that trend. This is the rather beautiful Ferrari Roma. It was designed by Flavio Manzoni and there's a fantastic video of him online sketching this very simple, very pure shape where he talks about monoliths. He also talks about a couple of other things. The LED tail lights around here, which he refers to as like technical jewels, but perhaps more importantly, are also not round in something of a departure for Ferrari. Also, up at the front, he talks about the grill, or rather the absence of a grill, because it's more like just pierced bodywork, really. Overall, I think it's very successful. I think it works more in subdued hues like this one, which is blue Roma. The biggest criticism I've heard is that it perhaps looks a little bit like an Aston Martin, but surely that makes about as much sense as criticising someone for looking a little bit like Margot Robbie. Anyway, given that it looks different to other Ferraris, does it drive markedly differently? Well, no. <laughs> It's intrinsically Ferrari. It can't get away from that just because this might be a slightly different looking Ferrari, a more refined GT sort of quieter Ferrari perhaps. Not as shy, not as sporty looking, not as festooned with aerodynamic aids over the top as other Ferraris. But as soon as you feel that quick steering and that slightly firm secondary ride, the sharp responses, you couldn't be in anything else. Anyone expecting a more muted Ferrari experience? Uh -uh. Not at all. The Roma is still very definitely sporting. How sporting? Well, despite being a junior Ferrari, although there's nothing junior about £170,000, so perhaps we'll say a more everyday Ferrari, it has still got 611 brake horsepower and 561 pounds-foot of torque. Combine those figures with a curb weight of 1,570 kilos and it will do 0-62 miles an hour in 3.4 seconds, while the top speed is described as more than 199 miles an hour, which is slightly curious, but chuffing fast, however you slice it. We'll come back to the performance side of it in a minute, but every day, this car, it feels very nice. It feels very small, which is nice. It's actually somewhere between an Aston Martin Vantage and an Aston Martin DB11 in terms of size. So it's just over 4.6 metres in length and just under 2 metres in width. But it does feel nicely compact and I think looks it too. The ride is pretty good actually. The primary ride's really good. The secondary ride, perhaps just a little bit firm. It's only that's where you get the initial impressions along with the quick steering that this isn't just a GT car. It has sporting pretensions as well. So this is on Michelin Pilot Sport 4S tyres and I have heard that actually on the Pirelli option the ride is actually slightly better so it'd be interesting to try it on that. Certainly there are times when the bumpy road button really does come into its own. 
Strangely, the Magnaride Dual Mode Dampers are actually an option on the Roma, but I'd suggest it's £3,000 well spent. The interior of the Roma continues the direction debuted in the SF90, albeit with a more balanced, less driver-focused feel. There are two screens as standard, or three if you spec the passenger display, and you can configure the main curved 16-inch high-def dash in several different and rather appealing ways. In daily use, I think this all actually works pretty well. I've, I've got fairly used to it after living with it for a couple of days, and I think as an owner you really would just seamlessly sort of acclimatise with all the different buttons and what they do and, and where you're meant to flap and where you're meant to push and press and all that. The haptic buttons I don't mind either. They remind me of the, the little track pads that you get in the Mercedes E-Class. Uh, the only thing is that you can just occasionally sort of, they're so sensitive, you can end up pushing them slightly by accident, which that bit I don't like. Other practical details? Well, there are a pair of rear seats back there. However, it's a good job they got ice fixed because I really don't think you'd want to put any adults in them. I really like the big dash in here. I think just its standard setup with the familiar big rev counter and speedo in the middle is the best layout, but it's quite nice with a big map. When it doesn't think it's in Italy, this car has thought it's in Italy every time I've started it up again, which is, you know, sometimes we all wish we were in Italy, don't we? I found the central screen that primarily deals with the HVAC and infotainment less appealing, as I felt it looked a little perched and distracted from what is otherwise a very sleek interior. Steering wheel in this though, I love. Now you might be wondering how the Roma compares to the on paper rather similar Ferrari Portofino. Is this just a Cayman to that car's Boxster? Well according to Ferrari, no. For a start, this weighs about 70 to 80 kilos less than Portofino M, and that weight distribution is close to 50-50 because of that car's folding hardtop, and it's also slightly lower to the ground. The tracks are also wider, and despite aerodynamics not dominating the design, the Roma generates 95 kilos more downforce at 155 miles an hour. So what does that all add up to? Well, to find out, you need to turn the Manatino at least up to sport, possibly up to race, and pop it into manual. <laughs> the gearbox in this, as you would expect, is absolutely blinding. Ferrari have done some of the best transmissions of recent years, and this is no exception. The 8-speed dual-clutch gearbox is also derived from the one found in the SF90, and it is said to be more compact and 6 kilos lighter than its 7-speed predecessor found in the F8 Tributo. On a wet day like this, it will easily break traction. That 3.9-litre turbocharged V8 spinning up the rear wheels very easily indeed. Thankfully, as in the F8, that super-quick steering means you've got the tools to catch any slides. It has taken me a little while to get used to it though, and it still, it does seem to sort of almost just sit on top of its springs a little bit. It, it, it's hard to read the front end, certainly in the wet, where you've got obviously sort of higher roll stiffness. It's not a car that instinctively makes you keen to push on sort of straight away. You have to learn its balance, I think. It's not as intuitive as an F8 just feels a little more skittish, a little harder to read. I did spend some time with it on dry roads as well, and it definitely responds more reassuringly when you've got warm tarmac and tyres that allow you to really push the car, 
work through the extra roll and load up the suspension, which then unlocks the same sort of feedback and confidence you get instantly in the F8. With the extra traction of dry roads, you also gain access to all the performance, and it really is stunningly quick. When you open it up, I think this actually sounds better than an F8. It's a properly angry engine. I really like the idea of the Rover. A smaller front engine, rear drive Ferrari just appeals to me. I love its bigger brother, the 812 Superfast. I do wonder if this needs to go more one way or the other. Perhaps a handling pack would just bring it all together, perhaps drop the ride height a little further, or go the other way and become a true GT, just calm it all down a little bit calm that sharp steering, take some of the intrinsic Ferrari nature out of it, but actually make it a more rounded car, sort of a more, more of a challenger to a DB11 perhaps. What I certainly hope they don't change is the way it looks, because whether slinking through a city or spearing through the sunlight in the countryside, I think the Roma is stunning.